News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you... By Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street. You got to stop in there on this uh, Shop Small Saturday and uh, support the uh, local Quincy Honda Hyundai. And I will tell you this, Cunis and their family of network of dealers are just incredible. Ask them about that lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, uh, what a show we have for everyone. If you're listening on the terrestrial radio, uh, you can also follow along on the Mark Kachemo on Facebook. That is the our, how you can uh, follow along on our Facebook Live. Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Um, and then, um, uh, as always, reach out to me on our show, on the Mark Kachemo on Facebook, let me know what you want me to talk about throughout the week. I share updates about kind of where, where my thoughts are, what uh, what I want to plan and talk about uh, throughout the week as well. So it's a, kind of building the community there on the Mark KMO on Facebook. Tons to get to, as I was just telling the Facebook Live audience before we let, went live on the airwaves as we're broadcasting live in our KMO studio here in Quincy, Illinois. Um, I mean, uh, jam-packed. I'm going to start with the Jets and Zach Wilson uh, we have to, of course, uh, get to the Thanksgiving Day games. That has to be headline number two. We will do a full Week 12 NFL preview, of course. Tons of great games to talk about. I like a lot of the underdogs this week. The favorites. Finding my favorite favorite for my lock of the week was not easy. I'll be honest with that. And then a huge college football Saturday. Two gigantic games in the college football landscape. Uh, we'll talk a little World Cup. Well, have some fun. Let's jump into it right now with Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Okay. We uh, begin Hespin headlines with the Jets. Zach Wilson. Uh, the headline is, of course, did the Jets do the right thing in benching Zach Wilson? So let's try to let's try to um, take this step-by-step, piece-by-piece, shall we? Uh, I feel strongly that I can relate to the Jets fans because as a Bears fan, I feel like I, I, I went through a similar thing, right? Uh, this this Jets team has a very much a Bears 2018 vibe. Um, this defense is very, very good. The offense has good pieces, a uh, couple injuries, but right now uh, they should be doing more than what they are. And um, you have a young quarterback who's trying to put it all together and what you're seeing is a quarterback who's just absolutely um, not performing up to the standards uh, of a number two overall pick, especially as you're starting to see Trevor Lawrence really accelerate, starting to see Justin Fields pop. Mac Jones just had himself a 300-yard game on prime time on, on Thanksgiving night. You've seen some pops on Mac Jones, led his team to the playoffs last year. And so the Jets are in a really interesting spot. Let, let me start with just some of the facts of the case, right? 
did they do the right thing? So let's try to, uh, as Wednesday Adams in the new Netflix series Wednesday, which was terrific, by the way, uh, detective work, let's try to lay this all out and figure out, did the Jets do the right thing in benching Zach Wilson? All right, well, in seven games so far, the, uh, the Jets are 6-4, and four, and he does have a winning record. Zach Wilson is five uh, uh, is uh, five and two in his in his, in his starts uh, with only twelve hundred yards passing, four touchdowns, five interceptions, and he's not exactly explosive running the football either. Ninety four yards and one rushing touchdown, and and when you compare that to Joe Flacco, who started the first three games of the season, because remember Zach Wilson was injured, Joe Flacco. Five touchdowns, three interceptions. So he has more touchdowns in half the games. He has 900 yards, so he has two-thirds of the passing yards, three-fourths of the passing yards in half the games. If you project it on out, um, the the Jets' offense scored uh, extremely less in the last three, in in the first three games. Excuse me. They've scored less in the Zach Wilson starts than they did in, in the Joe Flacco starts. You know, they put up 30, uh, 31 against the Browns in that win, uh, in Joe Flacco's lone win. Um, the Jets have been anemic the last couple weeks offensively, and Zach Wilson is certainly to blame for a lot of it. He's certainly to blame. He's missing throws. He's not seeing the field well. And um, right now, the Jets are currently the seventh seed in the playoffs, and they have a really interesting schedule. So... The Jets have some four really tough away games, and they have three really winnable home games. So the rest, the remainder of their schedule, they have to go at Minnesota, at Buffalo, at Seattle, at Miami. Those are all losses, no matter who's really playing quarterback for the Jets, because they're just not as good as those teams, and they're on the road. So you, if you're looking at the Jets' schedule right now, you say four more losses, pretty much guaranteed. That gets you eight losses. Uh, nine and eight will get you into the playoffs. Maybe, maybe not. But you say to yourself, if you have good quarterback play, a Joe Flacco, a Mike White, is there starting Mike White? You know, decent quarterback play. Maybe one of those road games can become a win. All of a sudden, you know, you then look at your schedule and say, all right, well, that gets us to seven losses. Can we get to 10 wins? Well, you have three really winnable home games starting this week with the Bears, Lions, and Jags. So the Jets are in this weird spot. They don't make the playoffs a lot. They see this team as a as a team that absolutely right now defensively is capable of making the playoffs. And so they're trying to put together, did, is it the right thing to do to bench Zach Wilson? Well, let's go to Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, and what he said. So we can only take his word for it. He said this is not Zach Wilson's end of his career with the Jets. This is a quote-unquote restart. What does that mean? Well, trying to go off of Zach Wilson's post-game comments, basically Zach Wilson absolutely butchered the post-game comments after their loss last week against the Patriots 10-3. When asked, does the offense basically to blame for this? Do you take any responsibility? The one-word short-sighted answer, no. Uh, Then there was reports in the locker room that Zach Wilson was uh, really rubbing teammates the wrong way walking around as if his poop don't stink, if you know what I mean. And it's not his fault that they lost that game, even though their Jets, the Jets' offense was horrific. He was terrible in the game, and they only scored three points as an offense. So um, Robert Salah comes out and basically says, 
This is, for this week, a reset of his career, and we'll kind of address this quarterback situation as it goes. Listen, the Jets' general manager seems to have gotten a lot of things right. A lot of great picks on defense, offensive uh, picks, you know, great running back, uh, really good moves on the offensive line. Found it seems to be the right head coach. The guys play hard for and has a, a handle on his own franchise. But he whiffed on the quarterback. He whiffed. You know me. Uh, I have not been a fan of Zach Wilson since he was drafted. I think he was uh, drafted way too high. I had him behind everyone else in that first round. Uh, I had it was Lawrence 1, Fields 2, Lance 3, Jones 4, Wilson 5. And uh, he took him number two overall. Ahead of, um, you know, right now, it seems like a huge upside guy in Trey Lance, a uh, ascending maybe star in the league in Justin Fields, and a really capable per, uh, quarterback, someone who do, is an adult in the room who doesn't make mistakes in, 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 in Mac Jones. So let's go back to it. It's all we've laid out everything. Did the Jets do the right thing in benching Zach Wilson? I think they did because they need to save their locker room, right? If they look around and the head coach and the general manager and the owner, they all look around and go, we don't know if Zach Wilson's the future of this franchise, but we know this player is, this player is, this defense is, this offensive line is, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You put all those pieces. We know these are guys we want to be here for the long run. These are guys we cannot lose in the locker room. We feel really confident about our head coach. So they looked at each other and they said, we got to give him one more chance. We got to ride this out. But right now we will lose the locker room if we don't quote unquote punish Zach Wilson. This to me feels less like a benching and more like a punishment. And now the Jets put themselves in this really unique position. Mike White can come on out start, blow out the Bears, play really, really, really well, and have a chance to maybe win this job for the remainder of the season, uh, depending on how he plays. And the Jets are comfortable with that because the Jets at this point in time right now, they don't feel strongly that Zach Wilson should be their franchise quarterback or they would not have benched him. So Zach Wilson's just now another guy on their team who's maybe got still the most upside and you'd like to see still play some more. And he probably may even be your starting quarterback going into next year as well. There's a, there's a strong possibility for you for that as well as Jets fans. But right now, they put themselves in a spot saying, we cannot lose the locker room. He's not worth losing our locker room over. We like this head coach. Let's see if we can get into the playoffs with this roster and just really competent quarterback play. We think Mike White or Joe Flacco will give us more competent quarterback play right now. Ben Shaq Wilson, I also like that he's not dressed for this game. It goes along the lines too of this is not a this is not a career over. They're saying kind of the right things to maybe get their chance to get Zach Wilson back in the lineup. It is a it's more of a punishment benching, right? But if Mike White stinks against the Bears, they go at the Vikings, at the Bills. If the Jets stink in those games and they and they somehow go zero and three over this next stretch, you of course put Zach Wilson back in against the Lions, against the Jags, Seahawks, Dolphins to wind down the season, figure out if Zach Wilson has matured, can say the right things, do the right things, earn the locker room back, and become your franchise quarterback. And if not, the Jets have some, you know, pieces to move up, maybe get their quarterback in the draft this year, or the Jets will be, a, uh, a in my opinion, a prime free agent destination for a quarterback as well. Good weapons, 
a solid head coach, a, a, um, a GM you believe in who drafts really well, and a really, really good defense in a division that um, uh, is tough with Josh Allen, but it's New York, it's a big market, and uh, so I think they'd be a primetime free agent destination. It's a messy situation for the Jets, um, but clearly they don't have full faith in Zach Wilson anymore. If they did, and he was their guy, absolutely, they would not have benched him. They would have publicly scolded him. They would have made him apologize, but he'd still be starting. This benching is a punishment. It sets them up what they feel is the best possible scenario, that they could maybe go back to him if need be. Or, you know what, right now we're going to roll with this roster. We don't want to lose our locker room, and we're going to give ourselves a chance to win the game with Mike White at home against the Bears. Um, it's a it's a messy situation in, in New York for the Jets, but it's the Jets. Of course it's messy. Uh, you know how I feel. I haven't believed in Zach Wilson since day one. So, I, I mean, of course my thoughts on this were going to lean towards the negative on Zach Wilson. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app. When we come back, we'll take a look at the Thanksgiving games. I have some thoughts on all three of them uh, and why the winners all are in really good position right now. Uh, the losers, some of them, feel strong, more strongly about than others. We're live and local on America's News Talk 1070K. Chamo, it's on the mark. You wash your hands. You. I'm Megan Hawker, and welcome to Heartbeat. In the fable of the lying shepherd, he had fun asking his neighbors for help, making them believe that a wolf was attacking him. When they arrived, he laughed because nothing happened until the real wolf appeared. And although he screamed for help, no one believed him. There are those like the little shepherd who enjoy lying to get attention until it backfires on them. If this is your problem and it's tough for you to stop lying, ask God the Father for help. Fraud, lies, or disloyalty won't get you far in life and surely doesn't lead to anything good. So remember, speak truth, life, and love. In this, we honor the one who is truth. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. It's a small business Saturday. Go stop by Cunis at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Uh, tell them Mark sent you, and you got to ask him about that lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. All right, let's move on from Zach Wilson, the Jets. Let's talk about the games that happened on Thursday. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Okay, so a Turkey Day feast, and the favorites all won. And it's an interesting uh, look at these Thanksgiving games, in my opinion, because all three of the winners have set themselves up really, really well. Let's start with uh, Buffalo over Detroit. Credit to Detroit. They are playing really, really well. They had a three-game win streak after a really rough start to the season. Um, Dan Campbell and the Lions were extremely competitive in this game. Uh, Jared Goff and Amon Ra St. Brown were terrific. St. Brown, nine receptions, 122 yards and a touchdown. This Lions team is just now missing a couple pieces. There it's not Jared Goff, it's it's a, they need, you know, another really good pass rusher or a defensive tackle to help out take some pressure off of Hutchison. They need another guy in the back end 
maybe an edge linebacker who can help them rush the passer, two or three pieces away on defense, and an offense, another interior offensive lineman, and maybe you know now finding that new tight end vertical threat uh, to stretch the field and, and, a, and a, a number two receiver to help take some pressure off St. Brown. But this Lions team is not too far away. And they're playing really good football. And Dan Campbell has done a really good job. And I I would not be shocked if the Lions win another two or three games to end the season. Uh, They're not going to stay as a four-win team here. Uh, This Lions team playing really, really good football. For Buffalo, what what a stretch. What a week for them. You know, the six feet of snow, can they even... Get out of town. They have to go to uh, to Detroit to play the Browns. They win that game after a sluggish start. They stay in Detroit uh, on Thanksgiving with a quick turnaround. They uh, they handle a really frisky Lions team at home. That crowd was a very, very pro-Lions crowd on Thanksgiving. And the Bills do what they need to do, get a W, get to eight wins, and, and once again kind of put themselves in the driver's seat now, a two-game win streak after that. Well, two-game losing streak back in the, hey, we're looking for that number one overall seed. We want to host playoff games. We want to host the AFC Championship game uh, in Buffalo. Great, great win for Buffalo. Even though they didn't look great defensively, Josh Allen, ball in his hand late, uh, gets the win. A little mini buy for this Buffalo team. They need it. Josh Allen, Von Miller, some injuries. Get healthy, get right, and uh, and keep uh, uh, plugging away for that number one overall seed. Giants at Cowboys. Cowboys get the win 28-20 to uh, at home over the Giants. Huge win for the Cowboys. You know, th- there's no pressure on the Giants. I and many other people thought the Giants would be a 4-5 or five win team at max this year. They have blown everyone out of the water expectation-wise. If the Giants make the playoffs, um, they are playing well above their skis and their projections. So they're playing loose, not a lot of pressure. The pressure's on Dallas. People thought of Dallas to be a playoff team, to win that division. Uh, They have now put themselves back and keeping that pressure on Philly, putting themselves in a position to probably sign Odell Beckham Jr. and make a real push here. And I like the Cowboys right now. Uh, they, They certainly are with the Eagles they feel like the maybe co-favorites in the NFC, the Niners and the Buccaneers are kind of lurking, uh, and they're they're uh, certainly uh, d- uh, have a chance to prove themselves if they can win their divisions. Uh, that's the big thing for the Bucks and the Niners. If they win their divisions, get some home playoff games. That'll be huge because I don't love Dallas on the road at either of those places. So a lot of pressure, I think, on Dallas to get a home playoff game. It's tough with the way Philadelphia has been playing. But they needed this more than New York. And for New York, again, they're playing loose. Don't need it. Uh, Saquon Barkley looked great. Dak, not sharp. Couple bad interceptions. But at home on Turkey Day, getting the win. Keeping pace with Philly to give yourself a chance to host a playoff game. That's going to be really important for the Cowboys. Uh, Finally, Patriots at the Vikings on uh, on the nightcap game. And... Listen, I got to eat crow a little bit. I picked the Patriots. You know why? Because it's primetime Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins didn't play terrific, uh, but he played well enough. Justin Jefferson, nine receptions, 139 yards and a touchdown. He was absolutely terrific. Um, the Vikings win at home. They're 9-2. and two. They're going to host playoff games. They are keeping pace for that number one overall seed in the NFC. 
Uh, as I just said, the you know the Eagles feel a little bit of pressure right now. They got the Cowboys breathing down their neck. They got the Vikings breathing down their neck for that number one overall seed. Luckily for the Eagles, they have the, you know kind of the head-to-head win matchups right now. Um, so uh, for the Vikings, they did absolutely everything they needed to do. If you're a Vikings fan right now, you got to feel good. Bounce back win. You like that. Kirk Cousins, spicy. I agree with you, Zach, uh, on our Facebook live feed. Um, and for the Patriots, Patriots fans, it's, a, it's an interesting loss because Zach, Mac Jones played well. Their offense scored 26 points. As a, as a Patriots uh, fan this year, you'd have to say to yourself, if Mac Jones throws for almost 400 yards, two touchdowns, you score 26 points. As a Patriots fan, you got to feel like we win that game. We have to win that game. Uh, and so the defense let them down a little bit. Matthew Judon is a freak. Um, this Patriots team, similarly to Detroit, the, this Patriots team is just seems like they're two or three pieces away, right? It just doesn't feel like they have enough Ferraris. They have enough, you know, horsepower, fine-tuned machines. They need, it feels like, in my opinion, another linebacker, another corner, and a and a star wide receiver. And if the Patriots do that, then I feel like they could be absolutely more competitive. Mac Jones is not the reason they lost this game. He played really, really well. Uh, the Patriots kind of stuck in the middle. It's a bad place to be. Uh, unless you can add the pieces you need to add. Um, but for the winners of Thanksgiving Day, Bills, Cowboys, Vikings, it was imperative for all three of those teams to win those games, and they all won those games. So shout out to them. Uh, you know, credit where credit is due. I'm not in the credit business. I'm in the trying to get to the truth business, but I do got to dish out a little bit of credit. I bet against the Vikings. They proved me wrong. And the Bills and the Cowboys did absolutely everything they needed to do to win those games, get their mini buys, and keep the pressure on uh, the rest of the AFC. If you're the Bills, to keep up with them for the one seed. And if you're the Cowboys, you put the pressure on the Eagles now with a big Sunday night matchup. Speaking of those Eagles, we will get to them and all the rest of the games when we come back, take a little break. We move on. You're listening on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split-second moment in time, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. And that's why when others look away, Susan G. Komen leans in. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. Fighting breast cancer takes funding for research to discover the next new treatment, providing access to quality and affordable health care, and people willing to take action by raising funds and raising their voice to advocate for others. United by hope, We can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. Hi, I'm EB, and welcome to Heartbeat. In John 21, we find the disciples of Jesus in a boat all night long, trying to catch fish, but with no luck. As they were coming ashore, Jesus called out to them by saying, Do you have any fish? They yelled back, No! And Jesus replied, cast your net to the other side of the boat. 
And just like that, their nets were overflowing. The interesting thing is that this took place after Jesus' resurrection. And we find the disciples back to business as usual. They spent three years with Jesus, and here they are back to their old stomping grounds, doing what they've always done. We could say, well, they're only human. Well, so are we. And Jesus has invited us to do the same thing. Maybe it's time to cast your net on the other side of your boat. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. This season, Gilogy forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. Overcast skies today with daytime highs approaching 53. South winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Cloudy tonight. Scattered rain showers likely 40. Scattered rain showers again tomorrow. High of 45. Right now 39. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. Stop by the dealership at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy on this small business Saturday. And if you want, go in there and shop online at shopcunis.com. When you stop into the dealership, that's what's so great. You meet with one of their one of, one of the sales reps in there, Team James, one of the other great guys, and you just say to yourself, hey, I saw online or I want to look online for this specific vehicle. Can you find me this specific vehicle, even if they don't have it on the lot? That's where the network of dealers comes in with Cunis. Uh, really special stuff they're doing there. Join the Cunis family this holiday season like I did 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, uh, we move on, and we get to our full breakdown of Week 12 in the NFL. Let's jump into it. I will get to my lock, my upset, and my uh, and my toss-up when we, when we hit them. Hold on, let me make a – I'm going to make a little uh, – this is bad radio. Making a little edit to make sure I don't, I don't blow by it. I, I, I will say I did not love – I did not love a lot of the lines this week. And I am, I am, uh, so far, 10 and 8 on the year with my gambling. I lock my upset, my toss up. 10 and 8 on my lock and my upset. Feels good to be above 500. I want to go 2 and 0 this week to give myself that cushion. Lines get even trickier as you get closer towards the playoffs. All right, let's jump into it. Um, Tampa Bay minus 3.5 at Cleveland. I like Tampa to win in this game. Cleveland, it's a, they're in a weird spot. Cleveland's a very talented roster. Jacoby Brissett is just, um, it, it seems like he's just hanging on by a thread. Uh, one more game to go. It's just very much a, a weird letdown spot. Browns fans at home. Tom Brady has owned the Browns. Uh, they get Deshaun Watson back next week. Is it a little bit of a weird letdown spot? I would have taken Tampa as my lock if it was minus three. The three and a half concerns me a little bit. I could see Cleveland a late score getting close, uh, but I like Tom Brady and the Bucks. They're five and five. They've uh, they feel like they turned things around off a of bye. I like the Bucks off a of bye to win the game. And um, if you had to make me do it, I would take the Bucks three and a half. But they're not my lock of the week. Uh, Cincinnati minus two and a half at Tennessee. What I think should be the best game of the weekend as far as two teams equally matched. Both teams playing really good football right now. The Bengals beat up. There are some rumors Jamar Chase could maybe be back for this game. The Bengals could use him. I like the Bengals to beat the Titans in Tennessee. Uh, This is more just a Joe Burrow uh, play for me. He's been playing really, really good football. I think that they can uh, put up points on this Tennessee defense. If the Bengals offensive line holds up, 
and doesn't give up nine sacks like they did in that playoff matchup, then the Bengals should be able to score enough uh, to where it makes the Titans uncomfortable. Titans have to throw the ball. Titans, too, maybe a little rusty coming off the mini-bye at Green Bay. Uh, their, their offensive coordinator, some trouble with the DUI arrest uh, when he got off the plane. A lot of a, a little uncertainty for Tennessee. I think that uh, it's a good thing for the Bengals. Also, the Bengals are more desperate right now. Tennessee's got a, uh, got some wiggle room. They space in the division um, in Tennessee. It's going to be a tough game, close game. I don't like the betting line in this game, but I do like the Bengals to win it. Houston at Miami. Miami getting fourteen points is a ton of points. I wouldn't take Miami in the points. Uh, Miami should win this game. I don't know if I love Miami in the points. Mainly because there could be a little rusty coming off the bye. And Houston can muck up this game. Houston is they're making a change at quarterback. They're, they're saying goodbye to Davis Mills. They know now they're going to get the number one pick. They know they're going to go uh, with a quarterback. They're working on that evaluation now, whether it's Stroud or Young, whichever direction they go. Uh, but listen, Houston's going to want to run the ball. They're going to want to play physical defense at Lovey Smith style. So could they cover the 14? Absolutely, especially Miami. little sloppy, a little sluggish looking ahead uh, to a Houston team. But Miami should win this game in Miami. It will take the Dolphins to win outright. Don't know if I would take them to cover the 14. Chicago at the Jets. And listen, the line is Jets minus six right now. I don't know what to tell you. We don't know who's playing in this game for the Bears. If it's Justin Fields, hammer it. And you might want to take the Bears minus six right now. Um, and just hope that Justin Fields play if you got a little extra scratch to throw on it because that line will move if Justin Fields starts. Uh, it'll be more like Bears uh, minus, you know, uh, you know, uh, Bears plus three and a half. I, I, I really do think you get some value. Um, should the Bears play Justin Fields? I'm on the fence. Um, if he's practicing and he's healthy enough to go, you want to keep seeing the kid play football, and, and he needs snaps. Um, but I also understand that he is my franchise quarterback and this is a lost season and it's all about losing games right now. Um, so it's a weird spot to be in. I think the Bears um, will probably sit Justin Fields. I think you'll get Trevor Simeon. I think the Jets and Mike White, a lot of energy. I think that roster is going to be fired up. If it's Simeon versus White, I'll take the Jets and the minus six. I think the Jets win and they cover. And in New York, if it's um, Simeon uh, versus White. Atlanta at Washington, Washington minus four. This probably should have been my lock of the week. I love Washington minus four, but I have another play we'll get to here in a second. Um, listen, Atlanta is is floundering a little bit. Atlanta's feisty. Uh, Atlanta on the road I don't love. Washington is playing great football. They're on a little bit of a hot streak right now. They're all in on Heineke, and he's been playing great. Him and Scary Terry have been connecting well. I like Washington at home. I have a feeling they'll cover the four as well. Uh, I think it could be tied or could be a tight game because, again, Atlanta's frisky, uh, but Washington will take care of them and cover the four uh, in this game. Denver minus one at Carolina. Let's get to it. My upset of the week. Panthers win outright at home against the Broncos. The Broncos offense stinks. The Broncos are on the road in Carolina. They hate each other. Russell Wilson's going up and down the aisles, high kneeing. 
Um, they have changed play calling duties that helped, but it still couldn't get them the win at home against a bad Raiders team. This Carolina defense is good it, for a bad team. They're good for a bad team. Uh, they have some pieces I like. They have the interim coach who has the defense playing well in Steve Wilkes. And Sam Darnold is getting a start. Listen, don't underestimate Sam Darnold and how much this means to the rest of his NFL career. Sam Darnold is not a starting quarterback in the NFL anymore. But Sam Darnold, a lot like Mitch Trubisky, he's got good vibes around him. They like him. They like kind of the talent he brings. They like him as a guy in the locker room, unlike the Baker Mayfields of the world, unlike Zach Wilson who rubs everyone the wrong way. Sam Darnold can have a long career as a backup of the NFL like Mitch Trubisky. He knows that. And in order for him to have that long career and make a lot of money backing up starting quarterbacks in the NFL, you have got to put out some tape, some games where you win your team a game and you play really well. I think this is one of them. I think Darnold comes out healthy with this uh, Carolina Panthers offense with uh, you know with uh, DJ Moore. The defense, they don't have to score much to win. I think Carolina at home upsets the Broncos outright. The Broncos' disastrous season continues. That is my upset of the week, Panthers plus one. There we go. There we go. I'm putting it on the line. And let's go straight from my upset of the week to my lock of the week, Baltimore minus three and a half at Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville's feisty. I think this could be very low scoring. I think this is a game that, again, like we saw with uh, with um, the Ravens against the Panthers last week, tight, low scoring early, and then Lamar Jackson will take care of business in the second half. It's only three and a half points. Lamar Jackson makes a play late in the fourth to make sure he separates from the Jags. The Jags are feisty. They'll keep it close. I think Trevor Lawrence plays well in this game. Uh, but I like the I like the Ravens. They have a lot to play for right now. The Bengals breathing down their neck, trying to keep pace uh, with the uh, Chiefs and the Bills uh, for that one seed consideration in the AFC. They know how important it is. Baltimore will cover the three and a half at Jacksonville. Chargers minus three at Arizona. I like the Chargers in this game. I think it's a tight game. Uh, we, we not an official word I don't think yet on Kyler Murray, but I think it's leaning towards him playing. The, the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray stink at home. They're not good at home. Chargers playing good football. They were competitive with the Chiefs on Sunday night. They got Keenan Allen back. Is Mike Williams going to go? He might be able to play on the road here. Big game for them. I like the Chargers to win at the, at the Cardinals. Vegas in Seattle. Seattle minus four. I want to pick the Raiders so bad. I really do. I really, really do. And so that tells me not to take Seattle minus four. That's why it was not my lock of the week. Because something in my gut says take the Raiders. I don't know why. I really don't. The Raiders defense stinks. Seattle can run the ball. Geno's been playing well, but something says take the Raiders. I'm not, but I'm just letting you know something says take the Raiders. I think Seattle wins, but I think this could be a close game. Um, Los Angeles Rams at Kansas City three months ago, before before this game, before the season started, we were like, "Oh man, Week Twelve! Look at that Rams at Kansas City. That's going to be so good." 
the Rams are they packed it in. The, the season's over for the Rams. So can Kansas City cover the 15 and a half? It'll be fun to bet. I would bet it just because. Have a little fun with that game if you're forced to watch it. Um, but don't watch it because Kansas City will win, uh, and they should probably win by 16 or more. I, I think so. Uh, New Orleans at San Francisco. Listen, New Orleans coming off playing really well. Andy Dalton, best game of the season so far. But San Francisco and Jimmy G coming back home after the Monday night Mexico win where he blew out the uh, Cardinals four touchdown passes. I think San Francisco keeps it rolling. I don't think they cover the nine and a half, though. It's a lot of points for a for an Andy Dalton efficient offense with New Orleans and a New Orleans defense that is not um, – you know, not going to get blown out. So I think that's a lot of points, but San Francisco should win. Green Bay at Philadelphia Sunday night football. Philly minus six and a half. I like the Eagles, and I like them to cover. I think the Eagles win by a touchdown or more. Absolutely. Um, the Packers stink. Aaron Rodgers got a broken thumb. He's on the excuse train right now. Uh, and Philadelphia is um, at home Sunday night. They understand the weight of what this game is for them as far as Dallas just won. Um, all of a sudden now, Washington's getting right. They see Minnesota winning on Thursday night as well. They want that number one overall seed. It's the only seed that gets a bye week. I think Philadelphia comes out, plays really well, runs the ball really well, and takes care of Green Bay on Sunday night football uh, by a touchdown. It could be close. It wouldn't shock me if it's, you know, 20 to 20 in the fourth, but the Eagles break away and they get a touchdown to cover uh, cover the spread. And finally, my toss-up of the week is Monday Night Football. I have no idea what this game's going to look like. Pittsburgh at Indy, minus two and a half for the Colts. You know, Jeff Saturday has the Colts looking more like how we thought the Colts' offense should look. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and the defense has played better. But Kenny Pickett and the Steelers... Uh, offense finally getting going a little bit. Um, you know, TJ Watt back for the Steelers. My gut says the Steelers in an upset fashion over the Colts, but I don't trust my gut on that one. Kind of like I didn't trust my gut with the Raiders. Uh, it's a toss up of the week for a reason. I think it's an, a weird, ugly Monday night football game, uh, but I definitely want to watch because it's a chance for us as a nation to finally look at Kenny Pickett, right? If you're not a Steelers fan, you haven't watched a ton of Steelers football, watch this game to start making an opinion on Kenny Pickett. First kind of primetime spot for the kid. We'll see how he handles it. Uh, so there you go. That is my Week 12 NFL preview brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai. Um, to really quickly recap, I'll take the Bucks over the Browns. I'll take the Bengals over the Titans. I'll take Miami over Houston. Jets over the Bears. Washington over Atlanta. Carolina upset of the week over Denver in Carolina. Baltimore lock of the week in Jacksonville to win and cover the three and a half. Chargers to beat the Cardinals. Vegas to play Seattle really tight, but Seattle win. Kansas City blows out the Rams. New Orleans uh, can't hang with the Niners late. The Niners win. Philadelphia covers in and beats up on Green Bay Sunday night football. And I, I guess I'll take... The Colts at home, but I don't feel great about it on Monday Night Football. So there you go. Uh, That is your Week 12 NFL preview. When we come back, college football, World Cup, little NBA to wrap up. 
this Saturday, black uh, small Saturday shop small local November twenty sixth edition on the mark on News Talk ten seventy K HMO. If you want to experience the mission of paralyzed veterans of America is clear accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time, ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at pva.org. Do you struggle with dizziness or loss of balance? When you roll over in bed, does the room spin? Do you have a difficult time concentrating and ringing in your ears? These are scary and debilitating symptoms of vestibular disorders, which affect the inner ear and brain. These symptoms are invisible and are often overlooked by others, but there's hope. Learn more about vestibular disorders at vestibular.org. Visit vestibular.org or call 800-837-8428. We're KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. You got to stop in, ask about that lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. And also, go special custom order your ride and have it ready for Christmas. Put the big bow on it. Uh, make Christmas really special. Get yourself into a new vehicle at Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, let's wrap up the show here in the last uh, eight uh, eight or so minutes of the show. Um, college football. Matt Rule to Nebraska. That's what it's what those the swirling uh, rumors are. It's great for David Tepper and the Panthers. They don't have to pay him uh, as soon as he gets a new job. Um, if you're Matt Rule. I get why this job is attractive. And listen, Nebraska is still an attractive job. If you are in a Power 5 conference, it's an attractive job. But if you're in the SEC or the Big Ten, those jobs are must-have jobs in college football. Because with the expansion of the college football playoff, Big Ten teams and SEC teams, without a doubt, are the two best divisions in college football right now, conferences. If you can go one or two losses in or zero one or two losses in the Big Ten or the SEC, you're going to have now a legitimate chance. You should absolutely be in the college football playoff. Okay, once it expands to 12 teams, if you are a zero one or a two loss team and your losses are to big time programs, then you will probably make the college football playoff if you're a Big Ten or SEC team. That's just the way it's going to be. So Nebraska obviously is a good job in that way. And if Matt Rule is the type of guy that looks at Nebraska and says, if I can turn it around at Nebraska and he feels confident maybe he can and get them to an eight-win program consistently, eight, seven-win you know, program, get them ranked again, then he could easily jump for a big-time job. If Matt Rule can get himself right and get Nebraska right, not saying that they have to make the playoff, they have to go undefeated, 
that all of a sudden they win seven, eight games, nine games in a season, all of a sudden have a you know pop in, in year two or three of Matt Rule, then absolutely Matt Rule could jump ship and get himself a big SEC job or an even bigger Big Ten job if it comes open. Uh, so I like I like the I like the fit I like the I like the move if you're Nebraska go go big game hunting go get Matt Rule. All right, Michigan at Ohio State, USC home against Notre Dame. That's your college football day. I, it's it's huge. It's huge. Uh, for the record, Corum, the running back for Michigan, he's going to try to play. Um, I, I think that's you know I don't blame him if you're if you're beat up. This is it. This is what you live for if you're a Michigan or Ohio State football player. I also think that the Big Ten needs to do away with the divisions because um, this should be Michigan versus Ohio State um, and then also have a chance for Michigan versus Ohio State rematch uh, in the in the, in the the championship game. Or Michigan-Ohio State can now play earlier in the year and make it more sense uh, if you, uh, you know, Get rid of these divisions. I like Ohio State to win the game. I think C.J. Stroud it has a big game. I think C.J. Stroud puts himself more in the Heisman talk with the win. Uh, big game. And I think that Ohio State, listen, I just think they have a little bit more speed. Michigan is so physical. They're so tough. And and if Michigan wins this game, it's going to be lower scoring, and they're going to beat the you-know-what out of Ohio State. And if Michigan wins this game at Ohio State, and they win it beating up Ohio State and handling Ohio State's speed, Michigan has a case to be put number one in the country. I, I think they do. They'll, they'll go to two, but Michigan could be the best team in the country if they can handle Ohio State's speed and beat them up physically. They really could be. I think Ohio State wins, though. I think C.J. Stroud has a big game. And, um, and then late in the evening, Caleb Williams and USC – Caleb Williams puts his stamp on the Heisman Trophy uh, with a big win at home against Notre Dame. USC's gotten a lot of breaks. They're ten and one. They've played a, a a pretty tough schedule. Oregon, Utah. They've been able to stay competitive enough, stay ranked enough to make those with that loss look not so bad, and the wins look good. And now they've gotten the big break that Notre Dame was trashed to start the year, and have now just reeled off victories and and gotten themselves to a ranked 15th. If USC beats Notre Dame at home convincingly and Caleb Williams plays well, which I think he will, then absolutely USC has a case to be in the college football playoff. If USC wins and Ohio State wins and and there's no other upsets, I think your college football playoff uh, ranking should be going into championship weekend. Georgia, Ohio State, TCU 3, USC 4. And then I would put Michigan 5, LSU 6. Michigan would be the one-loss team with a chance to get in if there's there's, uh, some sort of upset somewhere. Uh, If TCU loses in the championship or if if USC loses, you put Michigan back in. That's what I would do. We'll wait and see. It's going to be a fascinating, fascinating look. Um, of college football. Those two games, I mean, you you can't miss them. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, USC, Notre Dame. And then if you're the rest of, if you're Georgia, don't lose to Georgia Tech. If you're Clemson, don't lose to South Carolina. You know, if you're Alabama, don't lose to Auburn. 
and um, TCU, you can't lose to Iowa State. And then, you know, and for LSU, you've got to blow out Texas A&M at Texas A&M to help uh, your case as well. I mean, and that's pretty much it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a two giant games in college football landscape. Finally, USA World Cup. I'll just say this: them beating England was uh, tying England. Excuse me, was very important. Watching that game, USA looked like the better team for most of the game, especially the second half. Way more aggressive. England's just so much more talented. Any time they were in the box or they had the free kick. It just felt like, oh, they're going to score because they're just that much more talented. USA played really, really well. And the USA put themselves in a position to win, and they're in the round of 16. You got to beat Iran on Tuesday, and uh, and you're in. And so let's go Team USA, kick Iran's butt, beat them on Tuesday, 1 o'clock Central Time, and make it to the round of 16. And why is it important for the USA to make it to the round of 16? Because this is a young, young USA team. Very young. Getting to the round of 16 and getting that experience will be massive because you know where the World Cup is next? It's in the U.S. of A. And when we host it, you want your teams, you want your young, that young team will now be a veteran team in their prime. Pulisic in his prime. McKenzie in his prime. Turner in his prime. And all of a sudden... They'll have the experience. So then they could do some real damage on their home court. Enjoy this college football Saturday. Enjoy an NFL weekend. Go Team USA on Tuesday. Beat Iran. We'll see you next Saturday for another live and local edition on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. And the KHMO brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. I'm Tiffany. I have some tips for 